I'm Heidi. I'm Heather. And we're sisters. This is The H&H Show. Hey friends, welcome back to The H&H Show. We're glad that you've joined us today. We really value the fact that you tune in to this show, don't we Heather? We do, so much. Yes. So you already know from our intro that we're sisters, Mm -hmm. that we do this show out of obedience to Jesus. Mm -hmm. If you've been around for a little while, you've probably heard us say this, that um, we really feel called, Heather, to share anything that God's putting on our heart. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not always going with what society is saying. In fact, often it is the opposite of that, isn't it? fish swimming upstream. Yeah. Um, So we want to invite you into an interesting conversation Mm -hmm. today. Um, And I think before we do this, Heather, I would ask everybody to have very open hearts and minds Mm -hmm. about this topic, because soon as you hear what we're going to speak on, you may have the tendency to predetermine in your mind how you feel about this conversation. Yes. So um, I think that there's something very important in the ability to have a conversation, even if it's something you might disagree with someone on. Yes. But to be able to communicate about it, Mm -hmm. to not exercise offense Right. As soon as the topic is brought up. Right. And we're in a time and a place in our culture where everybody is super heightened mm-hmm. and very easily offended. Right. And we've lost the ability to debate and mm-hmm. to debate well. Right. To be able to have conversations with people that we disagree with and still walk away valuing one another and even valuing the fact that they have a different perspective or a different right. viewpoint. Some of the best conversations that I have are when someone has a different perspective than I do, but we can sit down and have an amicable and engaging and exciting even conversation about it. Because so often it just, it helps me, not that it's going to change my stance, but it might help me see something from mm-hmm. their perspective and love them better Absolutely. or them, them from my perspective. And so We've got to get back to that. Mm-hmm. We've got to stop using social media and hiding behind screens as a way to just slam people or cancel people mm-hmm. um, and and get face-to-face with people and have these dialogues and these discussions where we can say, yeah, I really don't disagree with you, but I'd love to hear why you feel that way. Yeah, that's really good. Um, so actually, the idea of this topic came up over the weekend as I was observing my children in their natural elements with Mm -hmm. them getting to choose the things they wanted to do in some free time that they had. Mm -hmm. So um, without further ado, Heather, today's Mm -hmm. topic, we're going to talk about raising kids in their God-given gender roles. Come on. And I know that sparks could fly about this, Mm -hmm. but I'm okay with that. Um, We decided a long time ago that we weren't going to uh, strive towards topics that were going to gain us listeners. Yeah. We were going to just speak the truth. We were going to speak the truth based on what the Bible says. Absolutely. Because our, our words that we share and our perspectives that we share come back to always have to, in our minds and on our show, point back to what is biblical truth. Absolutely. Um, so before you tell that story, if you don't mind, yeah. I'm just going to share where we find this truth. There's yeah. so many places, but just at the very beginning, mm-hmm. you know, it starts at the very beginning in Genesis when God is creating the world and he's created human beings. And it says this in Genesis 1, the very first chapter of the Bible, verse 27. So God created human beings in his own image, Mm -hmm. which I love that thought. We're going to talk about that more in a little bit. 
In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Yeah, just two options. Male and female. Mm -hmm. Pretty, Pretty clear there. Not a lot of room for negotiating other options. Right. Yeah, and... Heather, as I've been kind of thinking through this over the weekend, um, you know, I have I have people in my own life who are fairly close to me that have people very close to them struggling in a massive way mm-hmm. in their gender identity. Mm-hmm. And so it's not as if I'm not speaking on this um, like with my head in the sand or having no exposure to it or no compassion for people who are going through it. I think the opposite is true mm-hmm. in that you know, I have super close friends with siblings who struggle with this. I have um, a mentor in my life with a child who struggles with this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I have, well, you and I have both walked through so many years of ministry of seeing male and female friends turn and decide to leave marriages mm-hmm. or um, leave their God-given gender mm-hmm. and, you know, switch to the other side. And so and this we, is a tender topic. It's it really not something is. that we are not exposed to. Right. And we know that the devil is here to steal, kill, and destroy. Right. And he wants to destroy the image of God. It mm-hmm. says right here, we were created in his image. Right. So we're walking around all people, mm-hmm. whether they believe in God or not, all people are image bearers of God. Right. You walk around carrying the image of God on you. Yeah. And... The devil wants to do everything he can to destroy the image bearers of God. Right. And so part of that is this spirit of confusion, this this spirit of confusion that wants to lie to you and destroy the image of God in you and make you think that you are something other than what you've been created in the image of God. And so this is yeah. a work of the enemy. Mm-hmm. And I know for some, they might think, well, that's just a very simplistic way to explain it. It is. Mm -hmm. And truth is actually very simple. Right. Uh, And so I think that while we're we're talking about this, it's so important for us to see people that may be confused in this or struggle with this and not just write them off and think, well, you know, they've got it all wrong, but to have compassion to realize that this is actually an attack of the enemy on them as an image bearer of God. Right, because Satan has hated God's plan from the minute he got thrown out of heaven. Yes. So because he wanted to be like God, he he wanted to have equality with God. And so because of that struggle, because of his inability to come under God's authority, he and a third of the angels had to be thrown from heaven. Now, you know, some people are like, well, that doesn't sound like a very gracious God to me. That Well, it's a just God. You know, I yes. think that Anyone who has ever been in charge of anyone in an authoritative position, Mm -hmm. whether you're an employee or um, a teacher or a parent, you know that there have to be rules in order for there to be any order at all. So this idea that a just God is an unkind God, it's like, well, no, actually, like, they knew the rules going into it, you know, so... that could be a whole different topic. But I want to be clear. If you're listening and you do not know Jesus, mm-hmm. um, I would not be surprised if this is a conversation that the world is having that is confusing to you. Mm-hmm. Because I would never expect a non-believer to live by the standards that the Bible sets. Right. 
So really this conversation is toward the believers of Jesus, Mm -hmm. people that claim to know and love Jesus and want to emulate the life that Christ showed Mm -hmm. us to live when he was both on earth and then when he sent the Holy Spirit to be our guide and our helper. Yes. Um, So really right now, I mean, the young adults that listen, you absolutely will probably face confusion. Mm -hmm. You know, I can think of some young young men and women going off to college this next year. They're absolutely going to face the difficult decisions Mm -hmm. of, what does this look like for mm-hmm. me? How, what do I believe? What do I believe? Mm-hmm. And if I do believe that I'm a female made in the image of God, how am I going to stand up for myself yeah. when it comes to that being pushed back against? Yeah, that's good. Um, so just to be clear, like mm-hmm. if there are non-believers listening, you might have a very different perspective or you might be very traditional and you're like, well, yeah, obviously, like man and woman, like mm-hmm. that's an obvious to mm-hmm. me. Um, you know, so it's not just Christians that believe that it is right. Right. Um, so anyway, what I wanted to talk about is the fact that this weekend, you know, we had, the kids had some free time. And so on Saturdays, they kind of get to just have free play and figure out like, what do they want to do? And my daughter Collins ended up in her room and she played for quite a long time by herself with her dollies. And she's four and a half. She's almost five. And she came bopping down the steps with a little piggy, a stuffy that she'd been given by a friend of ours. Now, the stuffy used to belong to them, and then we were visiting their home, and she took a liking to it. It's this hot pink pig, and (laughs) it's quite darling, but she was playing with it, and so they said, you can take that home. Well, long story short, she has dressed up this piggy, Little Miss Piggy, we call it, every single day, multiple times a day, in outfits appropriate for whatever we're doing. Mm -hmm. So she comes down with these outfits on multiple times on Saturday, and then Sunday rolls around. And she comes down and I said, oh, well, we're going to church this evening. Why is little Miss Piggy in her baby jammies? She said, well, mom, little Miss Piggy is in her baby jammies because if she happens to fall asleep on the way home from church, I want to be able to transfer her to her bed without her waking up <laughs> and having to change her jam- into her jammies. And I, of course, went with it. I was like, oh, that's a great idea, you know. Um, and it just hit me that. God is raising Collins in a spirit of mothering. Mm-hmm. You know, she's given he's given her that natural ability to mother, to nurture, to um pour into her little stuffies and her babies in a way that he's probably going to call her to do when she's an adult, right. when she is called to be a mom like I am. Mm-hmm. And I thought who am I to rob her mm-hmm. of that natural inclination to confuse her and be like, well, you know, honey, someday you might not be a mom. Mm-hmm. You might be called to something else. You might not want to be a woman. Mm-hmm. You know, and h- how devastating that would be as a nearly five-year-old to hear that confusion. Mm-hmm. Yet that's what the world is telling our nearly five-year-olds is that right. they have all of these options yes. in who they want to be. And so that was the first thing that kind of hit me. And then the second thing is I looked out the window and my husband and my two boys we're cutting down a dead pine tree in our front yard. And oh my goodness, the boys were all about it. I mean, mud boots, work gloves, you know, chainsaws, like all the things, hatchets. And they too had chosen to be a part of that. Now, I'm not saying our daughter couldn't have gone and been a part, but she was like, yeah, I'm not about that. Right. So it was just them choosing in their natural environment right. what it was that they wanted to do. Right. Nothing forced upon them, just them absolutely doing the way... The thing that they were most engaged in. Yeah. And I had this thought. I'm like, you know, my sons are never going to be mothers. 
they might end up in a position where they have to know how to nurture right. and how to lead, right. but they're never going to be mothers. And I personally want to be very, I want to be a voice in my kids' life that is so, so clear that their gender was specifi- specified by God right. in his workroom when right. he was creating them. Right. And there are only two options. And yes. the option is that they are the person God made them to be. Yeah. And I know that can sound rigid to some, some people, mm-hmm. but it's, it's the truth of God. Right. And I don't want to stand before Jesus someday and him say, why did you teach your kids something that was counter to my truth? Yeah. And so I think that this is this is central to us raising our children right now. Yes. This is going to be a huge question that they face probably for their entire lifetime and that they have to know how to train up their children in. Yes. If Jesus doesn't return before then. <laughs> but this is so critical. It really is. And so crucial. And I think even... I've even spoken with young parents around me in the in the recent year, year and a half, who believe in Jesus, but are they themselves are confused mm-hmm. on whether they are allowed to tell their children, like, no, you are a boy right. or you are a girl. That's how God created you. Yeah. And we have to as parents, if if we if we are followers of Jesus, we as parents have the responsibility to be teaching our children at home because mm-hmm. they will hear it. Every other way, yeah. everywhere they go, at school, in the world, on television, on yeah. any, pretty much any show that they turn on, you know, on their streaming device that they have, um, they will hear that there are other options. And yeah. if if we don't teach them this mm-hmm. as parents and say, God created you male and female. Mm-hmm. God made you a boy because he wanted you to be a boy. God right. made you a girl because he wanted you to be a girl. That's how he designed you. That was his plan for your life long before you were ever even on this earth. God had a plan for you yeah. to be here for such a time as this. Yeah. And if we don't have those conversations, the world will have them with our kids. Absolutely. And our kids will be left confused and they will be left um, possibly, you know, making choices that that we wouldn't want because they've been confused because we haven't stepped up to the plate as parents. You know, it's interesting today, my son and I were doing some um, writing and some grammar, mm-hmm. and the topic was pronouns. Not pronouns the way that we hear them talked about now, mm-hmm. but actual pronouns in writing, like when you have to learn how to connect the correct pronoun with the noun that you've just used. Mm -hmm. And it was almost like, it almost took my breath away when I realized that in addition to teaching him this grammar, I also had to talk with him about how the world views pronouns now. Yeah. And, you know, he's heard some of it. He's eighth grade. Like he, he knows some of this, but we went into a in-depth conversation Mm -hmm. about why, this conversation is happening in our world and why it's such a big deal and why you might hear use the correct pronouns, ask people what pronoun they want to be used, you know, when you're Mm -hmm. referencing them. And he just goes, why mom? Mm -hmm. And we went back into the conversation about, about what the enemy wants, that the enemy wants to steal and change and corrupt the image of God that we bear as, as people, as human beings. And so, our conversations with our kids have to look 
like that now. They have to, because if they're not hearing it from us, Heidi, they will hear it from the world. They'll hear it from the world anyway. They're going to hear but it in addition. if their parents yeah. are silent on it, right. they will follow what the world is saying. Yeah. And I think to be very clear, we know that many of you listening, this hits in a very personal space because you do have family members or close friends who this affects in a really big way. And we, I don't, my heart is not for you to hear this and to think any less of you. Mm-hmm. I think the beautiful thing is the fact that we get to love people despite their confusion. Right. We get to love people like you might be the only image of Jesus that's accurate yeah. that someone ever experiences, right. whether it's to your sibling or mm-hmm. your close friend or your mm-hmm. coworker. Um, and so that's a beautiful thing. Yes. I, I want to be clear. People that are struggling with this sin, it does not mean we shun them or we turn away Absolutely from them not. or we don't welcome them into our homes or into our spaces or into our churches. Like, yes, to all of those things. Yes. We are the number one people that should be their support system. Yes, absolutely. And I'm more convinced of that than ever watching some close people in our world have to walk through it. Mm -hmm. And watching them the way they've walked through it has made me really go, wow, that is the way I would want to handle Mm -hmm. it. And so I I just want that to be very clear. Mm -hmm. Like we are not saying shun them or turn from them or don't love them. If you're hearing that in any way, you are not hearing accurately. Right. Um, So... I think the question is, well, the thought is like making sure that as parents specifically, we're having that conversation, mm-hmm. you know, because it's that power of the, the first conversation the is first what mention. they believe to yes. be truth. Yes. And so keeping that conversation open, but then also being the kind of people that when when our friends or our close family members end up in a struggle mm-hmm. and they're in an identity crisis about their gender they would know that they could come to us for the truth, mm-hmm. but also to understand how to get out of bondage, right. how to get out of sin, right. and to know that we would help them walk through that. Yeah, I that's think that's good. critical. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we have to be a safe place for people that are in the middle of crisis, right. um, even if it's a crisis that the world is actually celebrating. Right. And that's what Jesus did. Mm-hmm. He loved the sinner and helped them find freedom yeah. and redemption. Yeah at the same time condemning the sin right. that they were walking in. You right. know, when he healed the woman, he said, you know, you're healed, now go and sin no more. Right. Walk away from this lifestyle right. that is in the opposite direction of where you would be walking if you were following me. And it is confusing to some people, I think, to maybe Christians that their firm foundation isn't quite firm yet. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Jesus had people ask him all the time, like, why are you hanging out with those people? Yeah. You know, and I'm not just talking about people confused with their gender, like sinners, that he would get condemned all the time. Like, why do you hang out with the tax collectors? Why do you hang out with the harlots? Why right. are you with the, the sinners? Why are you right. with these people? Right. And so um, I think that, you know, the world, the world should look at us and be like, wow, okay, I know that they believe one way, but man, they are so loving about it. Yeah. And how, you know, how do we do that? Mm-hmm. How, how do we set that precedent that mm-hmm. we're a safe space, um, but we're also going to speak the truth? 
I think it really just looks like people knowing you love them no matter what. Mm-hmm. You know, you can look at someone and, and this happens when you're in relationship with someone. Yeah. This doesn't happen when you've just met someone for the first time and you think you have the audacity or the freedom. You have the audacity and you think you have the freedom to just tell them everything that's wrong with their lives. Right. No, you first have to build a relationship with that person. Yeah. And once you have and they know that they can trust you, you know, they know like... This is where you stand, but you love me anyway. You right. can love someone and disagree with them mm-hmm. at the same time. You yeah. can still have a relationship with someone. And and that is really what allows people to know that you're approachable, that you're there for them no matter what. Yeah, yeah. And I think just equipping our children for what is to come, you know, and what they will face, that's that's been really forefront in my mind mm-hmm. in the in the recent months uh, specifically is just the things that our kids are going to face that you know we didn't face when we were 8 10 12 years old no. um and just they're they're going to need to know the truth and they'll they're going to need to know that they have the ability to speak the truth even at a young age mm-hmm. and if they're hearing it from their mom and dad you're going to be more likely to be bold enough to walk in that because they've they've learned it at home in a safe place from someone that they trust. Yeah. I think the last thing I just want to say is when it comes to anything, not just the gender identity, but because we're talking about this, if you ever sense confusion around a conversation, Mm -hmm. you need to know right off that the enemy is very highly involved in that situation or that conversation because confusion is one of his greatest tactics is to bring a sense of confusion so that the truth is more difficult to sort out yes. and to stand out. And so, uh, man, I've just been noticing that so, so much. You know, you hear these sound bites and it's wrapped in so much confusion. And it's like, man, the enemy's handprints are all over this right now. Yes. And so just wanting to make sure that we're helping set our kids apart and prepare them mm-hmm. so that they know the truth and they know that the truth helps set them free. Mm-hmm. That's so, so good. Well, that's good, Hyde. Thanks for bringing that to yeah. the show. I mean, that's a, these kinds of conversations aren't necessarily fun to have or even to listen to, but they're conversations we have to be having. Yeah. We have to be talking about the things in our world that are confusing to mm-hmm. us, to, to others, the things that we are coming in contact with every single day, right. you know, as we're encountering people all around us. So, well, and our goal is never just to fill your ears with sound bites that you could find anywhere. And if we ever fall into that, I think that we we're missing the mark right. in then what we're, we're probably, called to do. Then we're probably done. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and not like we're trying to bring com- controversial topics, but, you know, it's, I mean, I can just only imagine if I were a young mom with a young child struggling with this and nobody was talking about it in my circle of Christian friends, that would be a very confusing place to be. Yeah. And, and if that is you... Get help. Yes. Find someone who can help you. Find a trusted, you know, older woman or older yeah. man, depending on which, what, the needs what are. you need, yeah. um, or a Christian counselor mm-hmm. that will help point you through what this looks like to have these conversations with your kids because they are very real, very um, ongoing conversations that are happening in our world. So they may have heard something or seen something or felt something yeah. that, you know, uh, uh, our feelings lie to us and your kids can have feelings that are lying to them and they, they need to have a safe place to work that out. So please don't do this alone. Please right. find 
help mm-hmm. wherever you are um, to be able to have these conversations with your kids. Yeah, so good. All right, friends. Thank you for tuning in for this very fluffy episode. <laughs> no, we really are glad that you are here, um, even on the hard topics. Yeah. So feel free to shoot us a message if you've got any thoughts or feedback, even if it's different than what we've shared. Um, we read your messages and we respond and we pray for you. So if you need prayer, let us know. And Heather and I will pray for you. You can find us on Instagram. We're at the H&H Hour and you can connect with us there. So we hope you have a great week. We'll chat with you next time.